Welcome to Ice and Teeth, a wonderful man, past King Rat, Kaplan K. Kaplan grew up with his father Davy entertaining the world, and Kaplan and his sister Melody have brought joy to audiences ever since. Kaplan talks about his music writing, notably Chalk Dust, The Brat, he co-produced with Roger Kitter, a consortway production. In recent years, Kaplan tours the UK Ukes with Brother Rat and performer Bill Dare, where they merge the ukulele sound with pop tracks of today. He also blesses us with anecdotes of the business, and we get to know a dedicated show business performer who oozes talent and kindness. Welcome to the Rats, Kaplan K. I'd like to welcome my special guest today, one half of the UK Ukes, the preceptor, past king rat, water rat, actor, musician, singer, all-round nice guy, Kaplan K. Welcome to Eyes and Teeth. Thank you. How lovely. Yeah, what a nice intro. Thank you. <laughs> You've done a lot more than that, but I, I've just been enjoying getting to know you more. Now, I've only known you since I've been in the rats nearly nine years this year, but uh, I've got to know you through the rats. So I've got that to thank. But Googling someone that's, you know, that's in the same order as you, we don't know everything until we Google you or if we sit down and have dinner. And we've never really had that time apart from lodges. So today I get to know the real Kaplan K and I'm very excited. Uh, it's great to have you here. Thank you for your time. Pleasure. Uh, now, you were Rat of the Year in 2004. So that's... Uh that's amazing. We got to get all your titles out there. So yeah, that was yeah, for Don Smoothie. That was I think Don oh, was the king rat. Was he king rat? Don Smoothie. That's yeah. amazing. And it's lovely to hear those names. You know that are, are with us and that were with us and hopefully that are, are going to be with us. You know, it's it's always had really really great entertainers from all forms in the water rats with you know, musicians actors comedians ventriloquist magicians uh writers producers and and with the companion rats that opens up another door but it's it is a wonderful order to be in and we'll talk a bit more about that later but i've known you because of the rats and what does it mean to you kaplan oh it's wonderful well my dad was a past king rat in 1984 and he, the funny thing is, he didn't want me to become a water rat. Really? So it took me. Yeah, no. He, he said, no. He said, you'll never. You won't enjoy it. He said, you'll. Um, you've got to be. You've got to be much more stronger than you are. You've got to speak out because I don't. I don't. I, I've, I'm not that I was shy, but it, it, you know, when you're the son of a comedian, you don't get to say very much. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> so it was. Uh, yeah, but I, I persuaded him eventually, and. Uh, what was great was well, I was in sort of two years before he passed. So I was, you know, oh. he was able to see me actually sitting in Lodge and I saw him at that time. I think he was the preceptor. So it was nice to see him sitting at the top table. I was just, you know, not a blue collar rat. And it was lovely to, to see that. But then I went through all the, I think I did most of the uh, officers except uh, Scribe. But I think, yeah, I went through everyone. Because wow. then you see how the order works and... Uh, you get yes. to do and it's great to do all the things that we do as you know it's great fun sure it, it certainly is and you, you i've done about three or four off office uh places you know i mean i'm working my way up and then back down and then uh, it takes a long time you know if it, and we're not in there 
to try and be King Rat. One day, if it <laughs> happens, it happens. But just being there is such an enjoyable experience and being invited in the first place. Now, I had uh, the wonderful Roy Hudd was my proposer. The, the wonderful yeah. Roger DeCourcy was my seconder. And uh, dear men that they are, they I'm really proud that those two were putting me forward. King Rat was Rick Waitman. It's such a wonderful different genres altogether you know Absolutely. So, so did, did your father Davey did he propose you uh he proposed me and and Johnny Risco uh oh, was yeah, my uh seconder okay brilliant and Don that's an old name from the rats but uh yeah he was he was my second it was brilliant yeah and when I went in Paul Daniels was king rat so he installed me which was lovely Great oh, fantastic oh that's nice yeah i went to a few balls with before i came around i i danced that one of my claim to fames before i came around was i danced next to paul daniels and debbie mcgee at the water rats ball that's what i used to tell people and and then i became a rat and then i worked with paul actually also before i was around we we done panto together and it was great to get to know him so it, it's got a wonderful history we'll talk more about the rats but um we, we met actually uh, doing a rats thing on a, a thames river boat for companion rat john ratcliffe uh, and that was a wonderful experience because i not only got to perform uh, with yourself and bill dare i got to watch and know what uh uk ukes is all about and not only do you play brilliantly both of you but you play this great music and this traditional music of ukuleles but with uh, popular songs uh, and my yeah. mind was blown, mate. I really enjoyed the set that you did. Everyone was on the dance floor. I was just standing with my mouth open going, these guys are amazing. And I, I'd never seen you work until that point. And so it was a great night, firstly, wasn't it, on, on that boat? Oh, it was a terrific night. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, for the Marsha, we had a really great time. And uh, we'll talk more about your, your collaboration with Bill Dare and... This is amazing because you think about George Formby, don't you? Uh, and I think George Harrison, when you think of the uke, you know, or, or the banjo. The yeah. Uke, they, they all yeah. play the uke. Brown. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we, try, we try to do contemporary stuff. I mean, it's it's not the normal, you know, acoustic. All the, all the, uh, all the ukes that we play are electric. So we get a really big sound. The, the backing tracks we do ourselves, we both Bill and I have got recording studios. So we record all the tracks that we do ourselves. So that we can change the arrangement and put them in my key, so I can sing them, which is you know the main thing, and and more so so that we know what's coming next. We can actually sort mm. of it's they're not tracks that we've bought; they're tracks that we've recorded. So we get our unique sound, which just Brilliant. seems to work. We just yes. we just seem to try to make it rocky and not the normal. Not there's anything wrong with a normal ukulele, but we just you know for what we do, which well, it sells, doesn't it? Yeah, it works. Yeah. Yeah, we just give people what they like. We don't try to educate them. We give them all the songs that they want to hear. Yeah. And it just works, you know, it just it works. works. You fill the dance floor. We're sat there waiting for when I'm cleaning windows and you're doing Bruno Mars. What the hell's yes. going on? You blew blew <laughs> us away. It was uh obviously a lot of the rats had seen you before, but I was like, Oh my god, yeah. So I love you guys for that. That is brilliant. Living it up in the city, 
got Chuck Song and San Laurent. Gonna kiss myself so pretty. I'm too hot, hot damn. Call the police and the fireman. I'm too hot, hot damn. Make a dragon wanna retire, man. I'm too hot, hot damn. Say my name, you know who I am. I'm too hot, hot damn. I'm a bad about that money. Break it down. Girls say you hallelujah. Girls hit you hallelujah. Girls hit you hallelujah. take you back so your father Davy Kay was a comedian he was uh, awarded an MBE he was past King Rat an actor an entertainer what what did your childhood bring Kaplan and what do you remember about you know go, maybe going to shows with your father what was it like in the household to be very honest he was away a lot of the time I mean when he was in he started off when I when I actually remember him doing anything was when he was in the original guide cast and that's the first time I really got to realise what he was doing. Right. Uh, and I, I did go to see that. I mean, I was a really young kid. But uh, we did go to see Well, not we. I did. I went to my, my sister was too young. But I went to see it, which was very strange. It was That was really my first experience. And then, to be honest, after that, he really worked a lot abroad. He worked in Australia, Germany, and a lot in South Africa. Right. So... My memories of him at home were was quite sparse, to be very honest. And I think between my early childhood until about maybe 15 or 16, when he suddenly was back in, in, in London a lot, that was when uh, I got more got to know really more what he did. He was doing more films and he was at the Embassy Club, uh, yeah, which he was yes. there for 13 years in Bond Street. Wow. Uh, which I went to that. And that's when I really begin to see and realise what he did. But as a young kid, I hardly saw him, to be very honest. Oh, that, that, that's uh, that's sad, that. I mean, they're either in the army or they're an entertainer, aren't they? And they're, yeah. And they're yeah. never here. <laughs> no, that was it. He wasn't. <laughs> yes. I mean, he, he was turned down for the army, wasn't he? For, was it? Um, yeah. Because yeah. He was... <laughs> Except yeah, only if they had declared war on the pygmies. Yeah, that's what he said. All <laughs> oh, right, really, because he was too small, <laughs> bless him, to join. But uh, never too small to be an entertainer, and he entertained very well. Starred in many movies as well. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in 68, Carry On at Your Convenience, Alice Adventures in Wonderland, and um, also done a lot of pantomimes as well. And I, yeah. I remember, now, I, when I read this, I remember seeing a one-man band on the Barrymore show. I, I specifically remember, and I've probably got it on VHS somewhere, but that was your dad. I I must have seen That's your right. dad on Barrymore. That was when, yeah, he did. He came on and, sh and the two of them, because that's what uh, Michael Barrymore wanted up. to do. He had one made yes. and they both did it together. I remember. Yeah. I really remember. So I have seen your dad work. That's amazing. Because uh, Barrymore done like a generation game where he would dress up and do whatever the performer would do. And so... Yeah, um, that's and that yeah. was it. Oh, I've got to try and find that VHS. That's funny. Oh, my name is McNamara. I'm the leader of the band. Though I'm all in number, I'm the finest in the land. I am the conductor. I often have to play. 
music is just a lot of rubbish. But I don't care a heck what they say, I do just what I like. And when the show is over, I ride home on my bike. For the drums get back in the singboard. Your sister Melody, she's a lady rattling, and Melody is a performer, is that right? As well, she's in yes, the business. She certainly, well, yes, I mean, she doesn't do it now, but she, yes, she was in the business for a long while. Uh, mainly at Stratford East, she did a lot of work with Joan Littlewood at Stratford East. Yes, I, I worked at the Stratford East Theatre when I was 15, and I recorded a, a documentary about ventriloquists, funny enough, with Terry Rogers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's since I was 15. I spent two or three days in London. I've still got the VHS. I've got loads of VHSs, you can probably tell. And <laughs> and, and that video I made at Stratford East Theatre, I, I loved those few days I had there filming. That's a great theatre. Yeah, that was wonderful. Are, yeah, terrific place to work. And so Melody and yourself must have been influenced by your father really being around the business. Or was it natural for you both to go into I, what you did? Just, we went to stage school. I went to okay. Corona. Uh, corona stage school from the age of eight in fact oh, brilliant so you got when the coronavirus early on yeah <laughs> yeah exactly stayed <laughs> yes. there till i was uh yeah 16 i uh, went to the students the students and then i left because i yeah because i was working I mean, but in those days you you did a lot of work i mean if you were lucky your kids were working and that's you you pay for your education that way and yes. i was really fortunate i did a lot of things as a young as a young kid yeah that's amazing. Did the acting come first or was it music for you or, or you went straight into a musical? Really, it was really acting, although yep, the, the first uh, musicals I did, I, uh, I did a thing called Bye Bye Birdie uh, with Cheetah Rivera and Marty Wilde in, in the West End. And then I did Oliver, played Artful Dodger. And then I did another Lionel uh, Bart musical called Blitz, which I played Sidney Blitzstein. Yes, and, and that's then, in the original uh, cast. Brilliant. Yeah, in the original cast. And then I played Puck at Covent Garden in the Benjamin Britten Opera. So that, that was the musical side. But then I there was televisions. I did uh, Just William. I played Henry in the BBC series. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, The Saint. I did a couple of episodes of The Saint. And as a kid, you, you, you were doing actually quite a lot of work. Yes. Or various different films, you know, small parts. Sometimes I had a a nice part and you just you just did it and uh, that was great absolutely work, great time work is work isn't it and uh, z cars you did the free musketeers did Zed cars. Yeah, <laughs> that's I did amazing double uh double program yeah two-parter that was yeah i was oh, wow. uh same story i was making forged half crowns <laughs> oh yeah if anybody can half a crown was that's <laughs> what i was doing in this episode this is this part of the series yeah uh, brilliant you can't make some for us now could you we're all need no. in need of some coins yeah. now <laughs> Two <pack of> coins. <laughs> oh that's brilliant wow and uh, you're also working with lionel bart that's something we got in common i worked for him for nine months at the london palladium in 96 but i was an usher 
but we did get to talk. And I remember <laughs> one night at one of the events, we had a drink and, and I said to Lionel Bart, if you ever want to write a musical about a ventriloquist, Cameron McIntosh was standing next to him. So I, I really was going for it. And so, but I said, you know, musical about a ventriloquist, I'm your man. I was very brave because I think I had two beers. I was only 20 and um, it never, it never came off. But but Lionel Bart, yeah, to work for that guy, and I watched Oliver for nine months. It was it was a brilliant. I love that musical. It, oh, it's so good. Right. So yeah, so working for Lionel and and in the Blitz, did, did that go down? Did that go down a bomb? <laughs> How was that? Yeah, was very that? good because it was the they had the sets. The sets were done by a guy called uh, Sean Kenny, right? And they were amazing. They were, the sets were absolutely amazing. They were actually built on top of mini cars. They were really? like really wow, and the minis minis used to drive around the stage. Oh, you're joking! It's brilliant. This is like and tanks, not tanks. Oh, it was incredible, and the buildings were on top of that. That uh, sounds amazing. Oh, it was incredible. It, the the sets I think were were quite revolutionary. Yeah, uh, in that the West End, and they had to get the only theatre that they, we could do it with. We opened at the a theatre in Edmonton, which was. I think what it was called. It, I think it was a cinema, but it had to be big enough to, to put that on. And then it eventually went into the Adelphi because the Adelphi apparently was obviously was big enough to uh, have all these uh, scenery. Right. It was fabulous, but it was quite hairy uh, on the on, <laughs> on the nights during the show as kids because uh, th there was a lot of electronic equipment and the uh, lifts going up and down and cars moving around, and it it, it was pretty dangerous pretty dangerous was it but, yeah great great memories and a great show to do yeah but, but no no safety uh regulations back then though. not like <laughs> now i don't think we'd have got away with it i really <laughs> don't really well that's the blitz for you wow you also worked at midsummer's night dream as well you were in that yeah yeah and, and scrooge as well was that on tv on, on that scrooge? was tv yeah that was quite early on yeah that was that was on tv uh was, yeah, made that was made by paramount that was an american uh tv yeah. production and, and you played a young scrooge i mean did you yeah. take that role seriously because i'm still trying to get a drink out of you in lodge no chance <laughs> <laughs> oh that's lovely now, that. <laughs> yes captain I'm, I'm really uh excited about the next question because I didn't know this was you. I, I'm I'm very excited that it is you. And I'm going to have to find my copy or my dad's copy and bring it in and get you to sign it. Now, uh, I'm in awe of it. So um, this is one of my favorite pop songs of the 1980s. It was 1982. And you co-wrote with Roger Kitter, Chalk Dust. Chalk Dust, the umpire yes. strikes back. That's amazing. Uh, the I umpire was, strikes yeah, back. the umpire. The brat. <laughs> I listened to it this morning. It's on YouTube. You can listen to it, and I will spread it after this. But it, it's it was it was a joy in my childhood. We're really big John McEnroe fans, and my dad loved. I used to watch my dad watch Wimbledon when McEnroe played, and just listen to my dad laugh because every time McEnroe would kick off, my dad's it was his joy, you know. So my dad bought the record and then brought it into the house. So and he played it all the way through during Wimbledon. I remember Chalk Dust being played so much. I re-bought it on a single years down the line when I saw it in a charity shop. And so uh, what was, how did that come about with you and Roger? Because he was a great comedy actor and writer, wasn't he, Roger? And how did Roger that was my best mate. Oh. Yeah, was my best mate. I knew Roger since we were both 14. And yeah, we, 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 we were mates all along. And it just happened. There was a bass player called Mo Foster 
who wrote uh, who wrote the song with us. Uh, and Mo was do I was doing sessions uh, at that time, and I used to use Mo as the musician, as the bass player for various sessions that I did, including Judy Zook stuff that I did. And then uh, he said he'd got this idea and Roger said, well, I'd want to do the thing. I think some, we could think of an angle to do something about a tennis thing, Macunay. And the, we all came up with, with this chalk dust, which was <laughs> hysterical. Uh, it was. That's had some great fun doing it. I mean, funnily enough, well, we did two Top of the Pops. Both of them, if I remember, no, one of them was introduced by Mike Reed, who obviously last week just became a, a brother. Water Isn't rat. that way? What a turnaround! <laughs> nearly forty years later, and he became yeah. a rat. Yeah, wow. and he introduced it, and that's on. You get that on YouTube with him introducing it. So that was quite funny. That was amazing. But a great story with that. Roger had no fear, and the record company that we signed to uh, said we need to get some publicity. So they sent us to the the after party of Wimbledon <laughs> and the idea was what they did they they had automatically set up a tennis court in the front of the hotel just as a promotional thing right so Roger and I turned up and we sneaked in in our normal clothes yes <laughs> we wait until we see McEnroe turn up which he did <laughs> and then we quickly went to the loo both of us got changed and we confronted him in the hotel and Roger doing McEnroe and he did not like it one bit. Did he not really? Oh no, he took great offence at it. Did but he there was a documentary on BBC One a couple of months ago about McEnroe and they showed it in there and he talked about it. He mentions it and says, yeah, they, they did this record about me. But that's all he says. Oh, <laughs> really? Is that hates it. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's sad. I, I worked in Portugal in a hotel, like a Thompson hotel, about 15 years ago. And it was Portugal. You fly there, you have a night off, you work on the Saturday night and fly home on the Sunday morning. Now, when I got there, I picked up loads of flyers because I thought I've got a Friday night off. And in uh, the Algarve in Portugal, uh, if you like got, got a bus about 45 minutes, you can go and see McEnroe and Pat Cash play a celebrity tennis match. And did I go? Of course I did. I had that Friday night off and I went, I queued up, I met McEnroe. I was the first in the queue, but I heard that they were selling the programs, but they were they were like uh, caricature programs. Uh, so it was a caricature in the program of McEnroe and he signed it, but he hated that as well. He, he don't like yeah. anything that's caricature of him, which uh, I guess what the song is, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the whole <laughs> thing was a send up, you know. And yeah. it, but he did well, thank God. He did well over here. It was number one in Belgium. <laughs> number two or number three in australia hysterical just to we had, him. I had such a laugh going around doing it i have to say out what out what the ball was out you've gotta be kidding the ball's in everyone can see that the ball's in chunk dust everyone can see that there was chunk dust Play on the 
That was a great laugh to do, yeah, brilliant. And to get two top top of the pops as well, yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. We'll have to play that in Lodge when Mike Reed is back. <laughs> that's, yeah. really, that's about a lot of memories. He came and jammed with us at our gig on Sunday, Mike. Oh, brilliant! Where were you yeah, on Sunday? With his ukulele, we were in a in a uh, place called Purbright, near Windsor. Yes, Purbright. And uh, yeah, he came along with his uke and he came up and did two numbers with us, which was great. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> I hope that's on YouTube. Now, we, we, I'm really going to have to plan to come and see you and Bill work again, because I, I, I'm not just saying that I thoroughly enjoyed the boat trip that we did. But uh, I want to come and sit down and watch you you guys play, because I know you have a lot of fun as well, don't you? And oh, you, great. you and Bill, you enjoy it. Yeah. You, you can tell you you're enjoying it. the playing, the singing and the audience are up. And it's just crazy. I, I think they probably can't believe at the beginning, like, they're playing Bruno Mars or they're playing Michael Jackson, but let's just dance and they're dancing to ukuleles. Never thought I'd see that. It's brilliant. We actually, the new song we do, we do, and we, we do a Beyonce. Like, <laughs> do you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do. And it's like, what? I never <laughs> thought I'd say that. We'll do a Beyonce. But yeah. Uh... Oh wow! And, uh, but you're you're a prolific songwriter. I mean, you've won an award, uh, British Academy of Songwriters, Composers, and an Authors Award as well. So that must yeah. be nice to be recognised as a writer. Yeah, it's lovely. No, it's nice. It's uh, I mean, just yes, yeah, it's, it's just it's nice when the uh, writers come in though. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need. Uh, every year at Wimbledon, does that happen, or do they not play yes, it as you much? You know what? Yeah, it's still because it, that's to be honest, that's the time when it gets played. So, yeah, that's when it's, and it's still come, they still play it now, which is, not as much, but they still, it still appears on certain things, and uh, who knows, it may, uh, may turn up in a film one day when they do, maybe <laughs> feature film about McEnroe. There's got to be, hasn't there? He's iconic. Yeah, with a yeah. Really grown up. I'm really not great at sports myself, uh, not just playing, but watching as well. I'm not, you know, if I'm going to be watching football, it's going to be watching Gaza. If I'm going to be watching um, <laughs> uh, snooker, it would have been Hurricane Higgins. If I watched tennis, it was McEnroe. So I always watched the funny people that was related to the sport. Do you know what I mean? And, and I do. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's really nice in that respect. But I, I'm not sporty. But if there's a bit of comedy involved, I'll get in there. <laughs> I used to turn off if Steve Davis came on, sadly. But um, you, you even, even wrote a song, If I Was President, recorded by one of my favourites, Wycliffe John. That's, yeah. Wow. That, that's really, you know, you know your updated stuff, don't you? That's brilliant. The, the song that I originally wrote was a thing called Take Me With You. Right. And I wrote that in 1976. And on the session, I used Kiss, the two guys from Kiss. Right bass and drummer and the riff that they did from the song that i wrote has been sampled by so many rap and hip-hop artists yes and that's what happened with the white of john one he turned it in and used my riff and used my song 
and then wrote rewrote some of the lyrics and turned it into Mr. President. And recently, Allard Cool J has done the same thing uh, with Feel, and it's called Feel My Heartbeat. But it's my song, so they have to pay me the royalties. Uh, and I just allow them to change the lyric and turn it into a rap. So, okay, <laughs> LL Cool J. Well, you're getting cooler by the minute here, Kaplan. <laughs> LL Cool Kaplan, I'm going to call you from now on. I love that. Cool and 50 cents. So it's pretty good. Uh, really? I'm yeah. Getting, I'm getting paid more than that. <laughs> oh, that's that's fantastic. Oh, concertos. Back at the Water Rats, Kaplan, I, uh, I am in awe of you. And I have been since I came in because I, I watch you read the valediction, you know, right. when we, we have a, a passing rat or uh, you do it with so, so much passion and poignancy. And and you learn it by heart as well. That's why I'm in awe because you you know it all and you're you're saying it from the heart. So you really have learned, you know, as as a preceptor, you've learned you, your part. You take it seriously, yeah. but it, it's it's the nostalgia of the water rats, and I guess you know t taking the reins on from your father and paying respect to those before us. And you want to get that right, and you do get it right with with honors. Well, hopefully, hopefully, it's yeah, uh, mostly. It's, yeah, it, it's important to me. To be honest, it is important to me. You remember the people, and they're people that I grew up with. Having you know, not only long, obviously, long before I was a water rat, but they were friends of my dad, and they were people that I saw on telly. And you're going into something that has a massive history, and you just want to keep it and have the respect for that history. Yeah. Yeah, totally true. Well said as well. With the water rats, the ball has been our annual thing that we look forward to. You know, it, it helps us and it, it's just such a wonderful thing to look forward to for all the rats to get together at the end of the year and, and put on a great show and to pay tribute to that year's King Rat as well. And uh, our, our past um, three years, Dougie Brown has been trying to be King Rat. And it's this dreaded thing that has got in the way that shut us down for three years. Yeah. Um, um, but we've we've come back. We're going back to lodges and things. And uh, you, you've been there, you know, as a past King Rat. And um, Adja Brown has been there, past King Rat, and Ian Richards. We're, we're making it work, aren't we? We're, we're trying to keep it going as as much as we can to bring it back. And obviously, Mike Reed came in. I said we've had a couple of great rats being put up uh, as proposals. So to keep an order going when there's been never before a pandemic, but there's been a pandemic, and and we're still going. That's the main thing yeah. we want to get out there, it, is that it, the rats... The interest going and, and keep it out there. That's what we're going to do. Got to do it. Because yeah. there is interest. You know, I know things have changed and times are changing. But, you know, it's been established since 1889, so it's not going anywhere. Yeah, sure. Um, it, it is nice to, cause, like I say, we're bringing in water rats, uh, making our orders stronger and better than ever. And the last lodge was hilarious. Uh, it was oh, tinged with brilliant. some sadness, but wasn't that brilliant? Uh, we, we shouldn't name any names, but you know but who Simon was there. Evans was very funny. <laughs> but Simon Evans was very funny. Yes, <laughs> it deserved the jester. He had to give a jester away after that. But uh, what? Just what a wonderful. That's what those moments are about, really, is what the rats is about. The banter. It is. The, yeah. the humour of the banter and just sit, sitting there and having a good old laugh. Whether you and, and you know, you take the mickey out of certain members. We take, they, <laughs> yeah. you know, they've been taken out. The mickey's been taken out of me. We take the mickey out. But it's all done in good banter. And yeah. that's the fun. 
that is the fun and it's great it's great it is there, there was a lot of tears of laughter on sunday i enjoyed that i can't wait to go back in september because that's the next one but it's it is brilliant it's great to see you know people like stan Baldwin would come in we, we've had ken dodd turn up and and j just stand there and do a stand-up set you know we've not asked them to yeah. a welcome welcomes <laughs> back is two or three minutes but they, they you know they're doing an hour that's lovely <laughs> but, but they're the moments we do end up talking about. And so it's nice to to, to be back in because it's hilarious. Um, but there are tears as well. You know, we, we have yeah. some brother rats yeah. we're really caring for at the moment and worried about. But we're there for each other. And that's what I love about, you know, even in, in the song, we talk about hearts, you know, and brothers. And we really do pull together and send each other as many prayers that's needed, you know, to... to um, to, to get us through and it does really work you know because you you see you see them smile even if you just see them smile when they're going through the worst day and then I they come back you know they come back they care about you that's the thing yes it's just nice to know that somebody is thinking of you definitely yeah it means a lot it really does yeah it, it the the brothers within the water actually it really does mean brother and, and i felt that since i've been in it's it's oh, really incredible Bill Dare and yourself, you go out as the UK Ukes. Uh, can you tell me how it came about? Chas McDevitt, water at Chas McDevitt, bought me a ukulele for my birthday. <laughs> and that started it all off. Bill was at the party and I started playing this little ukulele that Chas had bought me. And Bill had played the guitar in the past and he sort of said, yes, I like that. And I said, well, have a little go. He had a go. He said, oh, I'm going to get one. So, yeah, a few days later, he bought himself one. And we're both members of the VGS, which is the Vaudeville Golfing Society. Right. And within that, you play golf. And occasionally, you put on a little show for the members of the golf clubs that we play at. So I just said to Bill, oh, we're playing golf next week. We're going to do a couple of numbers. He said, what? <laughs> said, we're going to do a couple of numbers. And we rehearsed just and this was acoustically we just rehearsed two numbers and we did it uh and it yeah it went down well just just doing acoustically and then we came up with the idea oh we should make this a little bit more rocky a little bit and that built and built and built from there to what we uh <laughs> what we are now but we were very fortunate because when we got our sort of act together 
a really dear old friend of mine, a guy called Gino Washington, who was quite a big star in the 60s, Gino Washington and the Ram Jam Band. Yes. He said, will you come and support me on, I mean, he was doing a tour. And we said, yeah, that'd be fantastic. And that was our first gig. We did a tour around, not small theatres, but medium-sized theatres. And, and, and actually we did, I'm not name dropping, but we actually did the Albert Hall with him. We supported him at the wow. Albert Hall. Nice. So we did that. And that was our first, that was our first sort of step into it. And yeah. it was brilliant. So we really owe that to Gino. Uh, and from then, that's where it all kicked off. We then sort of built up and got more ukes, got more amps, uh, made the tracks louder, made the tracks more modern. And yeah, and then, then it's to what it is now, which is a really, well, we think really contemporary and up to date, which is what we're trying to do. Yeah, it is. It's brilliant. And I watched some online things during the pandemic when we started to come out the other end. And and, and I think you guys did a, a, a social distance thing, didn't you, on Facebook? I was watching and and that was we great. Did. Yeah. We did on YouTube. Yeah. And, and the police turned up. Yeah. It was brilliant. <laughs> and we're not talking about Sting, are we? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> they didn't jam with you. The, the police actually turned up to Did they tell you to stop or was it? Well, luckily. It wasn't that bad. The <laughs> problem is we did it out in our, in, in, with all the neighbours out in the street, but people were stopping. So at the end of, at the end of it, well, oh, yeah, right. it was the middle of our set. We must have had 150, 200 people in the street who at that time actually weren't socially distancing oh i see right so yeah. that caught and somebody must have reported us because they turned up with a black mariah <laughs> <laughs> and we'd actually finished the last number and they came up and they said uh, you know you've i said we have stopped now and then as soon as i pointed out i said actually you're on youtube because we're being we've streamed it and we're being you're being watched i was watching it live <laughs> Yeah, they turned around and they said, oh, we're fine. And actually, they were as good as gold. They said, I wish we could have it more like this in our street. He said, but the rules are, I said, no, clearly understand. People were doing it to begin with, but because people were just turning up and people on bikes and cars were just stopping. Yeah. And bigger than than than, uh, than just our neighbours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, was intent, which was the intention, really. But it was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Little did they know that their prime minister was having cheese and crackers in his garden on that day. That we didn't know. No, <laughs> you didn't know that. But that's what you do. You know, your music brings people together, dancing yes, in a pandemic. That's not allowed. No, <laughs> you I know, know sure. but, you know, it's all over now. Uh, but the UK Ukes is not over. Where can we find you? Where can we see you? And I'll share all of your your website and things and get people oh. to come out and see you. Yeah, all over the place. I mean, we're doing we do we're doing a beer and a cider and beer festival uh, in August at a place called Woody's, which is quite a nice venue. And we do, and to be honest, a lot of the work we're doing at the moment is private and corporate stuff, which okay. is very nice. But yeah, everything's all the dates are on our website. We do a lovely one at Christmas time at a place called the Hampton Hub, and we're going to have guests this year. We're going to bring a few uh, some guests in to do the sort of a Christmas party with us. Oh, but that'll lovely. be a great gig. And that's on August the 10th. So I uh, know December the 10th rather. December 10th. But, Amazing. Yeah, December 10th. But all the all the gigs are on our website and Brilliant. Uh, they're all up there. I'll make sure to share that, Kathleen. And can you get CDs um, of you guys? Yeah, there well there's yeah, there's one that the, the original CD that we did which is called Blue Skies. It is now oh, that's got to be 10 years old. That's the first CD that we did. 
but we are in the process of just doing a new one. So I think within the next few months, we'll have a new CD out, yeah, with all the current stuff on it and some maybe even some new ones Brilliant. and maybe just a couple of original numbers, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And, uh, listen, we, we've squeezed all of this into this uh, limited time that I had, Brilliant. and we just about did it. So that's amazing. Kaplan, uh, Preceptor, Past King Rat, uh, amazing entertainer. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for being on Eyes and Teeth. No, thank you. It's been a great pleasure. Bye. Thanks to past King Rat Kaplan K for his time today. You can catch up with Kaplan on Facebook or go to the Ukes website to catch their live shows throughout the year. www.theukeukes.co.uk Today's quote comes from brother water rat Brian May after one of UK Ukes performances. What a fantastic act. You brought a new dimension to the ukulele. Love your unique and clever song choices. That says it all. Eyes and Teeth is written, produced and hosted by Steve Hewlett. Vocals by Larissa, Lola and Nina Hewlett. Additional vocals by Rich T. The Eyes and Teeth music and jingles are produced and performed by Water Rat, Kevin Dean. Join me on another Eyes and Teeth, The Rats, when I talk to comedian Roy Walker.